Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm going back to where the beach is near. The beer is to you. There's plenty of women out of the crowd. Walking here on the one second, the whistle is gone, and smoke over at your back. By the riverside, well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Here he goes, and the rise is clearing out over the gate. Oh, he's a cardinal. This is the telephone. Hello, welcome to episode three, season three, Sly podcast. It's... Adrian here, joined by Ross and Ronan, and it's Monday, and we're all having a very early midweek slump. It's been a long time since we've had to do that intro a second time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're welcome. Yeah, we're all a bit tired and fatigued for different reasons, I believe. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> you're in Leperstown at the weekend. I was. I was in, uh, up, up enjoying some quality grade one action now yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Uh, normal. Normal. It was the first thing now I've done, I think, that I would say since... The infamous Cheltenham 2020. <laughs> yeah. Say that out loud. Um, Time running went to Cheltenham in the middle of the COVID pandemic and uh, tried no, no, to kill no, everyone. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 Brazen he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Smug. Sneer. But anyway, it was great. Oh, it was sneering great. at us. <laughs> Leopard's was great. Um, you got the train up and down. Train up and down, yeah. So, the, look, yeah. the locomotive. Quite enough affair, yeah. It was just up and down. Enjoyed the horse racing. Richard Blackmore and Honeysuckle winning. Totally enjoyable. Yeah, we had a good day out. Good day out. Hold on. Happy days. Yeah, that's what it was like for me last week in Belfast now, but I don't think they gave a shite about it anyways. There was no sign of masks up there, and then I was at that 60th birthday party that night now, and everyone was having a great time. It felt like COVID was gone. Um, two weeks since our last episode with Johnny Kenny on, JK24, good reaction to that. Uh, picked up by some Scottish daily papers. Mad, <laughs> <Not> really. <laughs> like, and some Rangers fans. <laughs> some Rangers fans. There's a man I had a bit of a battle with, about the Bears. <laughs> the old Bears. Your podcast is shit. <laughs> I like how he actually went to the time. He must have listened to it. I doubt he listened to it, did he? But I went into his, I was going to go back to him because I went into his profile photo and it was him and his dad dressed up in their outfit for a bit marching like and two big orange, like, <laughs> looked like, like, assless chaps they were wearing nearly to march down the street with his daddy. <laughs> I did enjoy the Daily Record headline now. Daily Record was totally that? like, was like, uh, Kenny Hill's uh, and a great motivator. It was like, did he actually say that? A throwaway comment. Yeah, yeah. We could be, we've been tagged in that. Um, I wonder will our, our interview this week be tagged in many daily national newspapers in the Axe, the Axe community with Keola McGowan on later on the show. Um, much like, much like I suppose our Warner Wilders one, it's a bit different. So, but loads of good insight and good tales, and it was good fun, Ross. So I, yeah, I, I will implore you to listen into it. We learned a lot about the different type of axes and axe throws and categories. So yeah. I was unavailable that night, but I've listened to it. It's good. It's 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 well worth your time now. Yeah, so that'll come up soon. Um, 
we'll go through a few questions are in. Uh, it's the last ever episode of Sligo or Not Sligo because someone doesn't like it. I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's too long. And you, uh, no, 26 that's, questions. That's 13 each only. Yeah. The, the crowd love it. Uh, and then he was claiming, I don't know, he tried to claim victory twice. I don't think it's yeah, happened. Yeah. Yeah. Either type, I don't He's think. He's the only man who doesn't like Sligo or Not Sligo, it seems. So <laughs> that's the last ever episode of Sligo or Not Sligo. Uh, what's grinding the gears, lads? Anything? Ronan, anything yourself? Adrian, you look like a coiled spring ready to go there. Um, I, I did like, the way you were looking at me, I thought you were setting me up again there. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. Um, What time does Four Nights close at these days? It was closed at half eight the other night. It closed at eight o'clock. What's that about? Eight, yeah. they're just, they're, that's, that's what it's been since COVID. I haven't been there, yeah. Surely the client, the, the boom, the, the major <laughs> business was late at night. I, I just don't want the headaches anymore. Did I, say, I can't remember what I said on the last podcast, but I was out a Saturday night a couple of weeks ago. Left McLaughlin's at about ten past one. And there was people walking over to Four Lights assuming that it was going to be open. So that'd be a real blow now if you walked all the way over. Yeah, that's um, a massive blow for I, culture in Sligo. Yeah, Roberto's yeah. now. I, I still think they're not open now either. They're gone by half 11, I think. Sure, shit. So there's, Any uh, other nice feeds there, lads? Uh, there's two so nice establishments now saying open late anyway. I was at S1 Pizza at a late hour on a Saturday night post after our game on Saturday night. But uh, yeah, that seems to be the new place where there was a lot of people in there. Please. So Where's I, the second one? Uh, best, of but, course. Yeah, they're always there. Anyway. Done a shift in best one night. I want to give a shout out to the uh, the Guinness and the Avena. To sound, not to sound too prawn. The Avena in the yes. gym in the Bass there is it? Aviva. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you could bump into Declan Brennan in both places. Actually, yeah, I've, I've seen him, seen him there and seen him at the match at the weekend. He was in great form. <laughs> um, yeah, what else is grinding the gears? Fake nice guys. Fake, um, nice guys, yeah. fake nice guys, yeah. People who are really nice, but they're not really. <laughs> and, uh, around the place, yeah. and uh sporting associations who don't like getting who won't pick up on mentions and a bit of free publicity and general trying to put the spotlight on them. Oh, they, that's what's grinding my gears. Oh, the, that's the, the, the section for us. The four lights. <laughs> yeah, the four lights open hours. <laughs> fake nice guys and not sporting associations not appreciating a bit of free media publicity. Fuck. <laughs> Therapeutic there for you, it seems. Need a coffee. Right, a few questions in. We'll go to them now, okay. A few questions in. We'll go to them, okay? Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, Mr. Burns. Uh, what's your first name? I don't know. Okay, a um, few questions in, lads. Um, we'll start. Stephen Hone's in first, and... He says, I'm aware this will never happen, but what did the lads think of having the GEA having <coughs> of having the GEA make the league their premier competition and championship like the FA Cup? League provides weekly games that are more competitive than championship and judging by the attendance, the public agrees. Apologies, you've already been suggested, have the league run from February to September with breaks in between for championship. Um, I think what he's suggesting there is like a 20 game type, not, yeah, not, yeah. not like the way they're proposing it now after seven leagues and then... Interesting. Yeah, would, I, would it get the the appetite for 25, 30? Maybe not that lot. I, I suppose February September change is the hardest thing. You know, we, we kind of we've talked about structures a few times. Uh, I think at the minute there's such a bounce back from people being able to go to games again. Yeah, I think that is massive. Attendance is everywhere. Yeah. They were queuing outside yeah. in Toronto and Armagh the other day. They yeah, were queuing outside for an hour and a half. Tralee game. was full. Yeah, it was sold out. On last Monday for the game Saturday, and was full at five o'clock. The stand was full, like for a seven o'clock game. For seven, yeah, that's outrageous. Even the crowd of apes that come down from me on Donny Gall. On one of the worst days you'd ever get for a game yeah. of football. Um, I don't know what. Yeah, the the, the whole. I don't think it, it, well, he says it never happened. I don't. 
I think at some stage it's going to be played off in summer's league the cr- format. The crowd will saturate with if it's a long, long league format. Like if you're not at the top, what are you playing yeah, for? Yeah, true, true. Um, I think too. Probably this year might be a bit of an outlier league wise because everybody. Like I know the league's designed that everyone's closed, but like if you had a strong Kerry in Dublin winning every week, would it be that interesting? Do you know? Mm. Whereas they're always they all maybe not Kerry, but Dublin tend to always have started slow, even in the years where they won five or six in a row. You know, they've always started yeah. the league slow because they were probably just coming back from holidays. So I don't know if it's... Like, it is scheduled that the games will be closed, but I think this time last year, if you were talking about Gaelic, you'd be saying the problem is, is that three, four teams are so far ahead of everybody else. Was, you know? Yeah, well, I think everyone's saying there's more teams in the pack now that can win it going off the first few league games, but I don't think that'll be it's true. It's a bit early, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the new green proposal is probably going to come in, which is your league position does... Carry on to championship later on. It's nearly a backdoor. So if you perform well in the league and don't have a great championship, if you're in the top sixteen teams, you'll be in the Sam Maguire. Like okay, but there's a bit more. And then it goes into a fourteen to four championship group. So yeah, there'll be, be a league. Then your normal provincial championship, and then whatever way the standings go with the eight provincial finalists, and then the next best eight positioned league teams, they'll go into four groups of four for the last sixteen of Sam Maguire. Then. It's drawn out again, so there's, there's going to be two different league competitions, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you yeah. have the actual league and then the Champions League type league, but that's the way it looks like it's going to go next year. So probably next year. Uh, be voted. I'm not sure when it's going to be voted. They, they, they said the the green has been backed by everyone. The GPA even the okay. screen poses. So yeah, because I seen your man. What's his name? That book from oh, Tom Parsons. That he's a yeah. GPA, he was almost uh, Wally Parkinson. Yeah, Parkinson. Yeah. Well, um, Parkinson seemed dead against it. Now your man yeah. argued good points. I must say, Parsons about it, and I suppose he's probably come from players' point of view. But uh, yeah, because this year now there is a, a, a Talton Cup this year. Isn't yeah, 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 yeah. And Sligo will be in that unless they get to a provincial final. Okay, that's the only way they can't. They can't <laughs> be in it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I, I get where Stephen's coming from. I don't think we'll ever have a full full yeah, Premiership like type yeah, yeah. or whoever type thing. But and then the championship as the FA Cup. I suppose championship is championship in G. It'll be a long time before they change that. Mm. Right. Um, uh, good question, Stephen. James Duggan's in next. <coughs> um, what was the best score or goal you've seen in any sport in Sligo? So I suppose a point or a goal, Gaelic, maybe a goal in soccer, a try, a rugby or an old drop goal in rugby or any sport. It doesn't have to be your specific sport. Mm. Anything? I think I'd seen a goal recently at a junior soccer game where I said that might be the best goal I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think at the goal now. <laughs> Must yeah. mean that good. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think old Mark Rooney's try against Lansdowne, just for the occasion it was, and we played them in the Bateman Cup semi final. Scored a nice length of the pitch try, early doors, stands out. Got a nice bit of cover. Goal. There was a scout, big fat scouser signed for Rovers back in the night. Do you remember Tony Kelly? No. Yeah, yeah. He scored a goal in Spurs. Now, maybe it wasn't that good looking yeah. back. It's probably, I th- <laughs> but I just remember when he was, when he was, when he was 10, I thought it was the best goal I ever seen. Like, yeah, it was a pure yeah. bobbly pitch in the showgrounds. 30 yards out and it bobbled up and he just caught it I think top corner that was one of my favourite might mean the best but it was one of my favourite yeah yeah I suppose actually it's just talking about I suppose but it, it's not even a goal or a score but that time O'Hara's goal as well in the, in the kind of final I suppose yeah, Jesus. the um, Joey and those flicked that time ah, CCD. outrageous yeah, like I remember that time just being in the ground and everyone kind of went what's after happening but someone shared it there last week on yeah, Twitter yeah, again Twitter, yeah. and it's just it's outrageous. How yeah. did he even no, think of it or do it? Yeah. it was, I remember being there at the time and actually because we were playing UCD and it was a game in the middle at the height of summer and it wouldn't have been that great a crowd 
But like anybody that was there, I remember being there going, what's after happening? <laughs> Do you know? And like you were dumbstruck for, until you seen this replayed on the Monday or whatever it was at the time. It was outrageous. You, couldn't, you just couldn't figure out what had happened. Like. Yeah, yeah. It was so. outrageous. Um, that was from James Duggan. Kenny Joyce has a question in. Um, where are the best chips in town? No sauce, just plain chips. He says matter-of-factly. Can, can you put salt and vinegar on them? Either? Pipes, yeah, I can, yeah. yeah. With the old mollies. No more, Ross. No more, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> can't, be sending the, can't be sending the man to a place that's close. <laughs> I'd head for, uh, like if, you just, if you're literally just having salt and vinegar and chips. Roberto's. Like Roberto's, yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah. chip, is it? Yeah, you can't, you can't. What is chipping the five and one like? Wouldn't be standout now. Mm. Superfood would do a few different type of chips. The, They're kind of the flat one. Yeah, yeah, long one. Uh, wings and Dromore West, the spicy chips. Yeah? Sensational, yeah. I've spoken about wings on the show tried... before. I haven't got the wings I, yet. We still haven't tried wings. It came into my head there. I, I got it the other week actually, going yeah. back from Balnan. It was fucking, it was a treat. Yeah. <laughs> because I got the, the Kaluni Chinese um, a couple of weeks earlier now, yeah. and it wasn't a patch on wings. And that has a big name. It has a big name. And I tell you, the, I'm hearing big things about the Indian and Tupper Curry. Oh yeah, <laughs> is it truthful? Yeah, no, it's truthful. Yeah, and so we should really do a Chinese Indian to poll and see if we can find the best one. The uh, the Kalani one was highly rated, I think. Yeah. The which one? The, the, the one in Kalani lately, did he? Yeah, he had sex with a Chinese girl, Ross. If that's what you're trying to imply here, um, <laughs> I'll just call you out straight away on that one. <laughs> I'm not so subtle, uh, Dave, for, for our audience, but congratulations um, to him on the sex. Anyways. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose Roberto's. But there could be a you know, nice chip out in Ennis Grown or something we don't know about. We don't know about, yeah. Let us know. Um, fuck it, I had something there and I can't think of it now. Not gone out of my head completely. Wings. Oh, yeah, and there's a guy, see the guy who set up the jersey shop in Balna? No. Football Church United will be his uh, Twitter page, but he was on to me. I was selling, well, not selling stuff, but I found a load of old gear and he, he messaged me a few things looking to buy stuff a while back and then he's all selling stuff on eBay like old jerseys and stuff but he set up a shop in Balanana with all his old jerseys it looks cool yeah so yeah, yeah. shout out to that guy I must get up to him because he's in Balanana I'm in Balanana this weekend he was at some stage so I'll get up to take that take some pictures I will yeah some nice ones there but he, he's a, they're not cheap now no no but there's a huge market for them mm. were we talking about that in a group recently no or is it I don't know was it that Twitter group maybe but anyway, yeah, I don't know the price of them. Oh, they're, football they're, yeah. crazy. I can find like loads. Anyways, um, we'll come back with Sligo or not Sligo, lads? Yep. yep. Okay. We're back with Sligo or not Sligo for the third uh, running. Third time. A draw last week? Yeah, so I, I, so I would that's say... two draws? No. Uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> we're not going to go do this every week. <laughs> right, we're going straight into it today. Go. Okay, Marty, who did I start with last time? Marty, I think. Right, okay, I'll start with you, Ross. Um, Kinkora House, Sligo or not Sligo? Uh, Sligo. Correct, it's in Strand Hill. Uh, Ross or Ronan, um, the squealing pig? Yeah, that's in Sligo. No. It's a pub in Monaghan. I've been there too. It's in Monaghan town, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Fuck. Uh, uh, Ross, um, Bugler's Rest. Yeah, say that again? Bugler's Rest. Not in Sligo. No, it's not. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Murty, pressure on now. Uh, the Gritching Kissing Stone. Not in Sligo. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> 
Ross, um, Carla Scarpa. Jesus Christ. In Sligo. Yeah. Oh, fuck, honestly, I didn't think you were getting that, is it? Carla Scarpa, yeah. Um, Murty. Um, suck me sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Sligo or not Sligo? I'll try. I'll chat not Sligo on that one. Yeah, no, suck me sushi's in Straban. In County <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I need to cross out the ones I've done. Uh, 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 Ross, um, the Jewel of the Nile. Sligo. Not Sligo. Oh. It's the Indian in Tubercurry. It's called the Crown of the Jewel or something. <laughs> or something. So a little bit. Trick question. No. No. No, it's not a Sligo. Murty um, and uh, Dugan's Donkey Sanctuary. It's out in... That's uh, oozy. <laughs> 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 the but no, I'm going to say not in Sligo. You sure? Yeah. Okay. You're right. It's not in Sligo. <laughs> 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 Uh, Ross, Peter Michaels. Sligo. No. Peter Martins. Um, Marty, Michael Peters. Not in Sligo. Wrong. It isn't Sligo. It's the pub in Giva. Really? Yeah. Jesus, the first time there's been a double wrong in a round, I think. So we're level now, are we? Uh, we yeah. poke out two wrong, yeah. Uh, Ross, uh, Mourn's Dead Animal Collection. Not in Sligo. Isn't Sligo. Well, it is. Yeah. Ah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Ransborough. <laughs> You'll see in the champion. Lovely. Uh-huh. Like Google here. <laughs> and can um, you visit that place, or? No, they pick up dead animals, like. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, For fuck's sake. Ballastadere County's like. Yeah. Murty, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the, the amusements. Uh, Ray McSharry's Good Time Emporium. It's <laughs> <laughs> the amusements out in... And a scroll. Not cycle. Right. Uh, you're right, yeah. Ray Mishai does not have a good time in Porium. <laughs> um, Ross, you should get this one now. Picky Pete's fishing tackle. Ballast it there. Yes. Sorry? In Sligo? No, I completely made up. <laughs> Closest place is Picky Pete's fishing tackle. <laughs> Picky Pete's. <laughs> I'm head here, I think. I'm fucked now, I think I'm way two down. Uh, yeah, Actually, there's 40 questions, anyways. No, there's not the money. <laughs> um, Azul's Bar, High Street, Murty. Sorry? Azul's Bar, High Street. Two old bar questions here. Are they in Sligo or not? A Z U L S, is it? Yeah. Yeah, in Sligo. Yeah. Uh, Ross, the Bally Moat. The Bally Moat? Yeah, bar. Just called the Bally Moat, though. In Sligo. Yeah. It was in Tesco, I think. Tesco Arcade. Yeah. Um, Ronan, um, Frizzy Frocks, hair studio. <laughs> Not in Sligo. Yeah, made up. Um, Ross, Charlestown Athletic football pitch. That is a great question. What side of Charlestown is that? <laughs> Sorry? What side of Charlestown? Oh, it's for you to see. Is it in Sligo or not Sligo? Oh... Not in Sligo. Correct. Just, just an old urban legend that half the pitch was and thing, but I looked up the ordinance survey. <laughs> um, no, because it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Murti, uh, Giva. Giva? Yeah. 
Jiva. G B A. Just answer the question, man. Yeah. Ross, the Coach House Hotel. Yeah, not in Sligo. Famous hotel in Ballymote. Sligo, Ballymote. I think you're doing an alarm system there. Murty, to go three ahead. The Chancellor Arms. I think I'm three ahead now anyway, but Chancellor Arms, not in Sligo. That's correct. Ross. Two left each. Um, one left each, sorry. Oh, no, two left each. Um, Ross, you go with uh, Crummies? Inside one. Yeah. Good place for the TV fix. Crummy Electrical. Uh, Marty, Gormley's Ham? Uh, not inside one. Correct. Um, I don't know if there's a Gormley's Ham anywhere. Uh, Ross, Michael Richards. To your last question. Oh, Michael Richards. Not in Sligo. No, it's in Cluny. Um, <laughs> not sure what it does. It's crossing that Cluny Chinese. It's a sign for Michael Richards. Hairdressers, oh, I think. That play, yeah, I know it there, yeah. Uh, you've had a shocker here, Ross, tonight. And Marty, last one of the day Henry Durkin's Drapers. Henry Durkin's, not in Sligo. Correct. A... I don't think the questions fell right for me tonight. <laughs> a romp. 10 uh, 5, I have ten, it. Yeah. What say, Michael Richards? Michael Richards. There's a Richard Michaels. Cluny. Yeah. Sir, give it to him a sense. Give it to him a sense. Right. Very enjoyable. Uh, Marty takes the, the crown this week. So that's it, sir. I'll be retired as Red and Champion, I suppose. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll see what the reaction from the fans are. Do they want it back or not? Because there's a little spoiled child in the corner here. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. We're going to come back with our axe lady, Keola McGowan. Let's bring yeah, her so see let's. If people can recognise this intro music. Yeah, we've got, she's got her own intro music. Let's see how we get on. And yeah, listen to this. It's about 20 minutes long and enjoy it. Something a little bit different now, Ross. We're joined by Kiona McGowan, the Sligo axe thrower. Kiona, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no problem. Um, Kiona, I suppose you came into the, the headlines a few weeks ago. We noticed um, when you were preparing, you're preparing for the axe throwing world championships. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. So um, the world championships in deliberate axe throwing takes place every two years. It was supposed to be on last year, but as we know, it was, last year was pretty much cancelled. So, <laughs> so was the competition. So it's been rescheduled again for this year, and it takes place in Canada, uh, August, twenty twenty two. Okay. And how has that gone? The extra year of preparation has that been a good thing, a bad thing? It's been, yeah, it's kind of good and bad thing. I was looking forward to it at the time when we were kind of on the run up to it, and as well as that, um. I had had a lot of back-to-back competitions, which means that, you know, like axe throwing is a, it's, it's a very mental game. Like I can go out and I can throw in my garden and I can throw splendidly, or I could go to a competition and I could just get into my head and I could end up throwing, you know, <laughs> horrifically. It just depends. So in terms of uh, having the extra year for preparation, it's been great, but at the same time, you kind of need to get to as many competitions. So you have that training and that element kind of ready to go so that when I rock up to a competition it's not kind of like oh my god I haven't thrown in so long the axe is shaking in my hand and you kind of you can kind of really get into a headspace for it 
So, Yola, uh, let's go back to the start, I suppose. Question. How does someone from Sligo get into axe throwing? Or, <laughs> or make a big on the axe throwing stage? Where it? it didn't happen after a night out anyways. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I was... <laughs> I was um, doing a master's in TV and radio broadcast production up in Dunleary and we needed extra hands on a project we were working on so we got in some college students from another college and it was um, one of the girls and I was chatting to her and she said yeah I'm off to the woods tonight to throw axes with a bunch of hairy smelly sweaty men and I was like you're off to do what where with you can anybody do this <laughs> and she was like yeah actually it's ladies night so I drove home that evening threw on as much plaid as I owned my big wellies because like as far as I didn't know really where I was going and kind of looking back on it I did agree just to kind of go off into the woods <laughs> to throw axes a bit dodgy at the time but uh no regrets. you got a friend to uh, plant a safety call with them if you weren't back at a certain <laughs> time. oh yeah yeah location <laughs> phone location on <laughs> so what was the what was your I suppose first experience of it like um, how was your first throw or how, when did you realize Hang on, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I got up to the barn, there was about kind of maybe three or four of the lads there. And um, they were kind of, they were very friendly and welcome and open and just very excited to have somebody else to kind of come down that they could kind of show the sport to. So um, they were, they had um, two or three different kind of axes that you could use. So they were saying, you know, kind of have a feel of what one you think you might want to try. And um <laughs> kind of holding one and the other in the hand going like oh god this like they're both very heavy they're both very big I'm not really sure and then it's just kind of once you get out of that headspace and you're just kind of like yeah I'm gonna throw it so after my first throw I got it down the range but I didn't get it in the target um and then kind of by my second or third throw it started to kind of hit the target and I was like oh yeah this is good I like this <laughs> um a few questions about the actual game okay yeah so how far are you away from the board so it's a it's a round um, in, instead of a board. So in waffle, you'll have like the boards, but for double bit axe throwing, it's actually like it's a round. Um, so you're 20 feet from the target. That is, that is your category that you're in. The double bit is axe throw. The double bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So because there are loads of different categories out there at the okay. moment, but double bit is the one I'm primarily yeah, competing. That's the axe you showed us there with the, with the double side. Obviously, that's what that means. That's that's the axe with the double bit there side. She is. Wow. <laughs> she's, she's a beauty. Describe it, Adrian, to our listeners. <laughs> like something out of the or something. <laughs> or, oh, safety measure. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Excellent. So you couldn't just go into like home base and just pick up an axe. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> um, so you can so, you can go into home base and you can pick up hatchets if you want. And I would say that anybody that wanted to get I'm into sorry. the sport. I'm getting my hatchets and my axes mixed up. <laughs> um, so what what is the scoring system then, Kola? How how do you win again? Sorry, I know that might be a, seem like a stupid question. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No stupid questions. So the the bullseye is worth five, and then it goes four three two one and then you'll have okay. the five rings on the target and then the bullseye is 1.5 meters from the ground up very good any synergy with darts would you would you look would you follow darts i i wouldn't my dad would be a big darts fan now and i'd sit down and i'd watch it if he if it's on in the background and he's watching it but i wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't really go out of my way to kind of sit down and watch the match so then right okay so you went your first night and then you realized, yeah, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. This And this only four years ago in 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. So you, you started what, competing pretty quick then. 
Yeah, so it was actually, it was really just, it was lucky timing because um, I had gone to the barn, I had thrown a couple of axes and um, at the time, the Wicklow Axe stores were hosting the first Irish Open and they were hosting it in Green Anne. So they had competitors from Canada, UK, Germany, uh, Sweden, all coming to this uh, competition that they were hosting. Um, and it just so happened that they were kind of, you know, so supportive that they were saying, you know, you should enter. <laughs> at, the, at the start, I was kind of like, ah, oh, no, no, I won't be doing that. And then myself and two other girls. Yeah, yeah. And then myself and two other girls ended up forming a team. Um, and then kind of coming up closer to the date, I kind of thought to myself, sure, yeah, go on. I will. I will enter into the individuals as well. So I entered into the individuals' women's. Um, I think I came like ninth or tenth or something like that. And then um, the teams that we entered in, we actually came third. And I was kind of like, I was very, very surprised about that. Um, but literally, it was kind of like once the uh, once the adrenaline of the competition hit, it was just like, yeah, I want to feel that buzz again. <laughs> so was this with the Wicklow Axe Showers? That's your team, isn't it? Yeah, the Wicklow Axe Showers based out in Newtown, Mount Kennedy. So, so that you went to the competition as part of them, but obviously you're going now kind of, are you under your own uh, identity now? Or do you like go still under a club when you go to the Worlds? Or how does that work? So I still compete um, under the Wicklow Axe Stars flag, um, but I do have my own little separate TikTok account, which is the Irish Axe Chuckers, and um, you can kind of catch axe throwing related content there. Um, in terms of the club and stuff like that, um, I would kind of, I think last year we had the Irish Open here and we had people coming to the Irish Open and people competed in that but nobody else from the club actually got the chance to travel to compete whereas I went to Germany and the UK to compete so uh, <laughs> safe to say I'm competitive yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so that's why I have like my little own social media so you can kind of follow my kind of journeys and my stories there. Damn right you're competitive during the German Open <laughs> um, yeah yeah you really chuck some axes over there you can come home with a <laughs> Yes, that was um I I was uh I was gobsmacked. I was literally gobsmacked. So I went over to compete thinking, you know, oh, it would be good to kind of get him back to competitions and stuff like that. And um I like the, the couple of times that I have been called to the podium, I'm normally not paying attention uh, and I usually have to be shouted at. And this time around, I knew they were doing the ladies category and I knew that I had come first in the ladies category. And so I was like I was standing by holding my axe, ready for the photo opportunity. And um, they announced my name and I was like, okay, brilliant. And I started walking up to collect it and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, uh oh, what, what did I do? What, what's Our wrong? Parents. And then they started chatting in German to each other and then like a big German announcement. And I kind of looked over the translator and kind of like, you know, <laughs> English, <laughs> what's happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, what's going on? And everybody just kind of started looking at me and clapping. And I was like, no, what really? What's going on? And they're like, uh, so for, I don't, yeah, yeah, you're being divorced. <laughs> so uh, for the, um, out of all the international throwers, uh, you're the best. And I was like, huh? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you win international throwers. And I was like, I didn't even realize it was a thing. Um, but yeah, so that completely like. <laughs> so you're, are you currently ranked number four in the world? Uh, for the female division, yes. Okay. 
So I just, what are your competitors like? And in my head, I'm just like, imagine these like really eccentric, uh, international, different characters. Uh, and you've just like really fierce rivalry. Tell me I'm wrong. Or <laughs> <laughs> So the axe throwing community, like I say kind of like, I, I have kind of like, you know, like my, my family and then I have like my axe fam and the axe throwing community is just like one big gigantic family and it's bad. So you don't true. have a big nemesis, no? There's there's no nemesis. No, there's a, there's a couple of girls that I'm kind of like, oh, I'm looking out for you. Like you've got Angie yeah. Hepberg, she's the fe- current female world champion. Um, and then there's another girl called Sheila Serengeti, and my God, she can throw. And it's just like, but there's no kind of animosity there. Like you, it's funny, there was um, a video that one of the lads put up, but it was me and Anke were on the throwing line during the finals. And she had like got a stiff neck. So I'd like started like giving her a quick massage and I was kind of like, it's fine, listen up, you've got this. And <laughs> it's just, it's that complete, like it, there's, there is a huge competitiveness, but nobody is vicious about it. Everybody is so supportive and has your back. And it's just like, it, it's a bit surreal when you think about it. And what, um, so the Worlds are on in August 22. What kind of, what kind of prizes are on offer for a, for a world champion axe tour if you, if you win it? Is it is it a big money game? Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's axes or um, trophies. Um, I think in Canada, um, I know like in Canada that when they host their competitions and stuff like that, sometimes they even do raffles and bits and pieces. One of the lads won a chainsaw at one stage. So, um, it's, uh, I haven't actually looked into what the prizes are for the world championships. I'm kind of more concerned about the title than anything else. Uh, I don't don't really care what else comes with it. I just wondering, is there a big diet novelty check coming your way? (laughs) Um, No, I don't think so. But is is there, so is there an official, is there an an overall Irish Axe Throne Society like uh, funds? For travel costs to Canada, it mustn't be cheap. Like, right? do you get backing that way, or how does that work? Uh, so through, <laughs> so there, there's like at the moment, it's kind of like you know whatever kind of media attention that we can get in bits and pieces. I've been chatting to, um, I've been chatting to one of the guys in Sligo who was saying, you know, a good idea might be to kind of go to like a couple of businesses and see if they want to pull in under like a visit Sligo heading. Um, uh, I we've actually I have secured a personal sponsorship um with a axe throwing company in the uk they got put me through tiktok so axe house uk have been my first of personal sponsors which is fantastic because it just it means that now the ball is rolling so hopefully once once uh kind of you know people say like once you get started then then more tend to follow and so have you any, any links for any businesses that might be listening now or personal donors how do they make donations or get involved um so you can hit me up on instagram with my irish axe uh, irish axe chuckers on instagram or tiktok or there's also the email address irish axe chuckers at outlook.com um or at this stage if you google me <laughs> i'm pretty you're easily big, found but uh, it must be i suppose it is a bit of hardship i suppose having to having to fundraise to, to, to play your sport or do you, do you define it as a sport? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I wonder if we'll ever, ever get the, the axe thrown in the Olympics, maybe. Hopefully. That would There's be amazing. There's more obscure ones like... than that in there. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not race. wrong. <laughs> carrying the Olympic torch in one hand and the big and axe in the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, 
what was I going to say next? Was anything there? Was no, I was just seeing something earlier when we were doing a bit of prep. You're trying to get into the Guinness Book Records for consecutive trick shots. Yes. So um, myself and Ross Hetherington, who's the other half of the Axe Trickers on the TikTok page, um, have applied to the Guinness World Book of Records for consecutive trick shots within a time frame. So we're just waiting for um, word to come back from them. And uh, hopefully we get to push forward with that and that'll be something exciting we get to do this year as well. Talk, what, talk, to us, talk us through the trick shots. So <laughs> trick shots. So, <laughs> so <laughs> typically speaking in axe throwing, you hold the axe with two hands at the bottom of the handle. And it comes, straight back, <laughs> it comes straight back over your head right. and then forward. Trick shots can be one-handed throw, or you can also have it that the axe, instead of going oh, over, is going under the hand. Okay, um, yes. You also have what's called the golf shot, and you basically hold it like a, a golf club and off to yep. the side. So there's a couple of variations that you can do. So they're basically a non-conventional means of throwing the axe. Very good. qualifies a trick shot. Do you, you know, when you're traveling to competitions, I know you've been in Germany and the UK and um, yeah. the kind of... What kind of looks do you get going through customs with seven axes? And, 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 uh, <laughs> how do you explain that? I, so generally they're they're grand actually. So there was only one time that I had a conversation with um check-in and they were kind of like, oh, I'm not so sure about that. And it's kind of like, well, you've just let like 20 other people in ahead of me. So are you going to go get them too? And only us. <laughs> so generally speaking, uh, I, I it, gets, it goes in the checkage and it goes under sporting equipment. So. Oh, so tell me, so obviously you're a member of the, the Wicklow Axe Throwers, okay? And I just seen that you operate out of Wicklow in Dublin. But for any people yeah. here in the West, the Westies, how do they get involved in chucking a bit of axe? There is a place down in Galway called Tomahawks. Okay. And they do hatchet throwing. Now, I know yeah. they do double bit throwing, but I don't know if that's just for themselves. Um, it, you'd need to kind of look up the website to check it. But down the West, that's where you need to go. Very good. Um, we, when we put out, we put out um, that we're going to have you on, we were, we were bombarded with a few questions, um, three in total. Uh, we, <laughs> Amazing. We, would you mind that? Well, it's more than we usually get. <laughs> <laughs> Three more. <laughs> Go for it. So I got one here from um, Mary Igo. She says she's a 13-year-old daughter who who obviously noticed you in the last few weeks and was wondering what was the best way to get her into axe throwing. She's interested in getting involved. So what would be? I'm not sure where Mary's from, uh, but any tips on the best way to get into it? Just, I suppose. <laughs> Look up your <laughs> So I would so like, and I do say this to kind of like my TikTok followers and stuff like that. If you want to get into the sport of axe throwing, start off small. Get get one of the small um hatchets from kind of like hardware shops and stuff like that. And the the targets that you set up for the hatchets, they're just a couple of planks of wood. So make sure that you have the, the space for yourself, a bit of planks of wood and just start throwing axes. If you wanted to kind of get a, a safe introduction to it, then do seek out one of the axe throwing venues. I think there might be one in Cork as well. I'm not sure, but there's definitely one in Dublin, which is Axe Club Dub. Uh, and they mm -hmm. do the hatchet throwing. And then you've got uh, Tomahawks down in Galway. So um, before kind of launching into buying anything yourself, if you could get to those venues ahead of schedule, that'd be the best way. Hope that's satisfying. But start small, start small. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. A, a question I had from a Gar Clancy, um, what's the RRP on, on, on one of those axes you might have? Are they expensive? The what? What's the... the, the, oh. the yeah, so um, this particular axe is a halter force double bit throwing axe, and it can range anywhere between kind of 
300 up to 600 euro, depending on where you, where you get them and uh, where you buy them. There's other brands like the Grand Forest Brook Axe. Again, you're looking at the same kind of price range. And these two are both made in, uh, those two are both made in Sweden. Um, Oshinkoff is slightly uh, a less expensive, um, kind of, you know, maybe 250, 300. They're, they generally are, they've gone really popular. So the sport is starting to grow. People are starting to notice it. Uh, so a few years ago, the, the whole first double bit throwing axe wasn't that expensive, but now you can see that there has been quite a, a price. And you don't need any uh, license. Like, I mean, if you're pulled over by the guards and you have a boot full of axes, what, what would you say <laughs> then, you know? So I have, uh, I have club insurance and then I have all my little newspaper slippings and I'll just be kind of like, I'm the one from the TV, don't arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, next question is, it's a very random one, a short one from uh, Jonathan Swift. Um, who's your favourite axe? Axel Foley or Axel Rose? <laughs> Foley. Yeah, yeah. I that as well. yeah, yeah. Um, how much does it, how much do they weigh actually the axes does it, so, does it determine how they throw or how they fly or yeah so the the halter force axes typically are about 2.2 kg um and there is a minimum weight requirement so uh there there are um kind of uh, criteria that you have to meet the handle has to be a minimum length the bits, the two sharp ends on the side, they have to be under six inches and the weight has to be at least over one kg. So uh, the halter force is 2.2 kg. And then the lightest axe I have is about 1.6 kg. The so heaviest your, is 2.4. No more than a boxing match. Would you have a weigh in? Like, would they check the, the axe weights? Uh, they do, before? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would there be any messing yeah. going on? Are you shy talking? <laughs> no generally they're very good although what i have seen before um so they what they normally have is they normally have a device and um, they can either have like a steel frame and what they do is they just they they pop the bits into the steel frame and the, the, the bits have to fit within that point oh, okay. if they don't what they will tend to do is they'll tend to take a file and they'll just take it off the top bit and file it down until it fits within that six inch parameter in terms of the weight if it doesn't meet the weight parameters there's not a whole lot you can do to actually add additional weight so it just won't be cleared for throwing okay. uh, so each axe for big competitions they're checked and then like you, you get a little sticker on them to make sure that they're okay for throwing before you throw so even if uh, some people bring two or three axes they all need to be checked and they all need to be um, certified before you can throw them for the competition um, we're doing a bit of research. We said to look at your Instagram page, obviously. Um, you were on a pole with an axe. <laughs> now, was that, <laughs> it looked a bit was that for, I don't know, modified training, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually took up pole fitness in Sligo many years before I took up axe throwing. And um, one of the things that I was keen on continuing when I moved up to Dublin was the pole fitness. And I found a studio in um, Harold's Cross. Uh, called Fierce Fitness and at the time I was kind of coming up towards the end of the degree and that was when I found axe throwing and then I couldn't afford both so I ended up oh, choosing axe. Studio. Yeah yeah I could, could, could yeah, I had to pick axe for studio and I chose axe <laughs> and, then, and then uh, and then I got a job that I could afford both again so I, I took up both again and this time I went to a studio in Bray called Flow Fitness and it was last year was the, the first time that I had ever done this. But the girls actually, they would organize um, 
showcases so that you can kind of showcase like a routine that you've learned yourself. Um, but they also did photo shoots. So I was just kind of thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'll go for this like photo shoot kind of thing. That sounds awesome. And I'll give that a try. And like, it's definitely a confidence booster, if nothing else. And uh, I turned around to my instructor, Eve, and I was kind of like, do you think I can bring my axe? <laughs> And she was like, yes, yeah, sure. yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. So that's how that photo came about. Very good, very are you, good. Are you on track? How was the, tra- like, obviously in August is the, is the championship. Uh, how are you on track? Are you confident? I'm confident, yeah. So this year there has been three competition dates announced on top of the world. So there's a UK competition in June a German competition in June as well. And also the German Open is taking place in July. So I've got my eyes set on those targets. It's not just the world championships. I need to kind of, I, I kind of, I want to hit up as many as I possibly can uh, in preparation for the world championships. So um, I've all my time booked off work. <laughs> Haven't actually any, made it as far as booking the fight yet, but we'll get there. Would there be any people full-time Max throwing or is everyone, would everyone else be working as well? everybody's working as well so it's uh so some people actually like uh the the guys in canada the timber lounge guys they have a bar uh and it's a bar restaurant but they do axe throwing it as well and then um darren is also like a, a world-class um logger and he does like you know like the when you're standing on the log in the water and you're like rolling it and stuff like that he does all that kind of mental stuff and, and camps and stuff like that so he would be very axe orientated and then you would have um just kind of like ordinary Joe Soaps going back to their nine to five after the competition. It blew my mind to think that, you know, back at the first competition when I met uh, Daniel Hepberg, who was at the time the world male champion axe tower. And uh, he actually gave me a couple of pointers and I was like, oh my God, he's so nice. <laughs> it was mad to think that like, oh, you're just going back to like your normal everyday job now. What? <laughs> We might, we, might, we might put a poll up later on which pub in Sligo you most likely to get an axe thrown at you. <laughs> <laughs> Swagman Bar. Swagman Bar because they have their very own axe because they sponsored me in 2019 to go. So Swagman Bar actually has his own axe hanging proudly. Good man, Dale. Look, Kiola, that's about it. Um, we love an old bandwagon here so we're, we're fully behind you. And we'll be following you. We'll be following you and promoting you the whole time. So... Irish Axe Chuckers on Instagram and TikTok and Axe House UK if they want to get in touch to try and um, if, if anyone wants to jump on board and fund the, the training and the world championships. But yeah. best of luck. Roll on August 2022. Yeah, best of luck. Thanks for the time. Thank you, you so much, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> yep. And that was cool, lads. Um, yeah, so something different, as you said, again, but enjoyable insight into the Axe community of Ireland. Yep. Uh, we'll go try it out soon enough, won't we? A bit of crack. We got some tips there anyway for... We did, yeah, but the trick shots. Um, so if you want to sponsor Hiola in her, in her journey to the World Championships, you can get it in the interview. That's it. We are going to come back with Marty and the football. Okay, Marty, um, two weeks since we've been on, obviously a lot has happened. And we'll start with the Rovers, and not much has happened there, really, in terms of the transfers we were expecting to see in. No, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it really hasn't. Um, They've started their pre-season campaign since then, obviously. They timed, 
cleaner by the time we were on the last time. And yeah. That was that day, yeah. So, yeah, they just they've played out two draws in the last week or so. Uh, one with the Herps, one all in the showgrounds. Uh, I didn't make that one. We had training for Cartron that night. Uh, not that I was training or anything, but... Um, then last Friday they drew it all with Derry. Derry. So, so is the problem where people are saying is the problem? I think so, that yeah. no signings of strikers or attacking players. Attacking players, yeah. Now you'd hope maybe <coughs> I've heard rumours now, which you can't hard to listen to this time, but heard rumours of a couple of lads been signed this week. Uh, I, I'd imagine they're going, they are going to sign yeah, yeah, players, yeah. like. But uh, whether it's very close, I mean, sure, we're kicking off Friday, Saturday week. Saturday week at home yeah. to Bows. Saturday week at home to Bows. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough there at the start of the season, no matter what happens in the next ten days, because. It's going to... Oh, I'm just forgetting to text in a new, new rover signing. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> this is breaking news. I think it's a rumour, though. Uh, throw it out. Say, oh. So, right. I don't know where this came throw from. Throw it it's out. It's a slight rumour. A guy called yes. Nando Pinnacar. Calrissian. So, he's a New Zealand professional uh, centre-back <laughs> who plays for Portugal 2 League Club Rio Ave and the New Zealand national team. Yeah? And that's just what I'm seeing in the picture. I won't disclose... What's his name now? Nando... P-I-J-N-A-K-E-R, Pinacker. No, like Pinacker, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it'd be great to get Pinacker in if we can, um, but he could be on the way through over, so you're, you're saying. <laughs> this is just breaking news as we speak, so yeah, that's the centre half. Brilliant, uh, brilliant. A few strikers maybe and get going, but uh, good news, one striker who I think might step up with them this year's place and Johnny Kenny Mould, uh, Caelan Barlow, yeah. uh, scored heavily the whole way up and he's been calling to the Irish under-19 training squad yeah, today. Yeah, to see. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Caelan signed his, he's, he signed a freshman contract this year, his first professional contract this year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good to see. Um, look, and similar to Johnny last year, we had the problem last year with attacking players as well. If a player can step up from our under-19s, or sorry, our youth teams and be able to do it, all the better, you know. Um, so yeah, hopefully, um, all I've heard about Caelan is good anyway. So uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, so. as I say, if we don't get anybody in, a couple of the younger lads can step up. Yeah, well, his goal scoring for underage uh, is yeah. very impressive. But so it's it's, it's if, is it time at Rovers to uh, crack our heads open and feast on the sweet goo inside? Is it pan? Is it time for panic without the sign? <laughs> well, look, we just made a sign in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's got absolutely no substance to it. But yes, it's a rumor. I, yes, I will, Kent. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, hopefully, look, hopefully we get a couple of players in next week. For who is the remaining remaining preseason against? Do you know? They have Atlone on Friday. Where is that? Um, that is in uh, no, they're at home. They're in Showgrounds. All oh, right. A lot Might of the games have actually been behind closed doors. I assume that one won't be. The Finharson wasn't. No, the Finharson wasn't. Because I was in for a few minutes at it, and I was also at an Astro. There's an Astro game going on at the same time, actually. But um, yeah, so is the Longford game going to be rescheduled? You don't know. I suppose I just threw that question at you. I know yeah, it's called just, off. No, I don't think so. I think so I at Lone's the last game. Last this Friday, and then it's, it's all systems go Saturday week again. Came around very quick, didn't it? Did yeah. Shorter off season this year. Um, they were getting back quicker. Obviously, the season went on a bit longer last year with COVID. But yeah, it doesn't feel like that long since. No, we since that, bo- that Bulls game. That Bulls game, yeah. I suppose that was, was that last week in October? No, it's a bit later. Maybe, yeah, it's into November at that stage, but it, it's definitely been a shorter <laughs> off-season. So, yeah, look, hopefully yeah, hopefully we're toasting a Rovers win. Mm. We'll be toasting in Kilonan that night, Ross. We certainly will. Um, right, away then. right, junior soccer has really gripped the, 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 gripped the nation. The, nation, <laughs> the town. Um, it's been two weeks of uh, twists and turns. We'll start with the Super League. Um, Cartron have gone five points clear in the last few weeks there is game in hand for Carberry that was the caveat our strand out of the equation did a big win against Carberry Friday night 3-1 they're not just out of the equation yeah it's a Mike it was a quick run of the top four there just yeah so basically uh, we have Cartron uh, 17 games played 
uh, 43 points. Uh, Carberry, 16 games played, 38 points. Then Strander in third with 17 games played and 34 points. And MCR fourth on 32 points, having played 16. So, yeah, Strand will be nine points off us at the minute with the same amount of games played. We do play Strand, I think, second last game of the season. They were impressive. We were at that game on we Friday night. They were, game, yeah. they were impressive, weren't they? A lot of pace and power. Power, pace. Yeah. So we're throwing around the fixtures in this league. They could make the burst. They could have made the burst, yeah. yeah. Now, they were, very, they were very good. I thought they were very good on Friday. They were, yeah. No, they yeah. were very good, yeah. Very impressed. They were. I was impressed with them that day. They beat us up in the showgrounds there prior to Christmas as well. I was very impressed with them that day. Yeah. Some serious individual performances. Uh, Leo Dardy was starting out. Still running. It's probably one like, Excellent. Might be one of the best performances, individual junior league yeah. performances. I've Left seen. back for right footed players. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we were saying, where would you play him? But in, in the end, it was probably the right position. It was, yeah. He just bombed forward bombed and forward. sure, they didn't know. They couldn't handle him, really. Yeah. He, was, he was excellent. He was everywhere. Arnold Boyle was excellent. He, picked up, he picked was, up yeah. Um, he's made a big difference. I thought Barry O'Mahony actually had a great game. Old friend good, of the show and guest. Good second half. Very yeah. good. When they needed him to control it, I thought he was, he was very impressive. Yeah, he came into it. He came into it big time, yeah. So, um, yeah, look, it was that certainly open thing. Well, I, was, I suppose it was still open at that stage. But, uh, that took you to Saturday night against Ballymote. Saturday night against Ballymote, yeah. Probably not one of our greatest displays up until about the 68th minute. Uh, I did always feel we were going to score, to be honest with you. Um, especially when we came out in the second half. We created a couple of chances at the start of the second half and in fairness to Ballymote they'd put a lot into the first half I think um, they had kind of tried to contain us and hit us on the break but uh, yeah look quick fire I suppose we scored four goals in what 15 minutes I'd say. around that I'd say it was yeah, yeah. great hat-trick for Manly to Keith Spratt and Don Gallagher got another goal as well so uh, yeah look I, I, it's just you know it's a big any game you play now you don't really care you take if someone offers five one nils now between now and the end of the season, that'll be the league wrapped up. I'd snap your hands <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, I'd snap your hands off. That's a stupid. Um, Kyrie down a few obviously the other night. Yeah, uh, obviously a huge loss for them. Yeah, big loss for them. And yeah, Jason Lyons as well. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, he was out. I think him and yeah, him and Yaw be two obviously to be two yeah. of the best players in the league. Yeah, they're they are big losses for them. So. Um, you don't know what the situation that they do back. They're playing Oliver Bond this weekend yeah, in the Junior Cup. Shout out now, yeah, best of luck to them up there representing the league. Um, don't know much about Oliver Bond, but you know you assume in the Junior Cup. I was seeing a fellow played against him. He texted me today. He played against him in Dublin three years ago. He said they were excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so so could be a tough be task. Best. Yeah, yeah, tough indeed, especially at this later stage of the Junior Cup. Like home draw excellent is teams, huge. Yeah. The home draw is huge. You know. Um, so yeah, best of luck to Kirby going up there. As I say, representing the league is the last thirty-two to All Ireland. Even getting this far is a, is a very good achievement. Very good. Um, the Premier League had Super Sunday yesterday. It uh, did. The top four all faced off, and Johns are back top of the pack. Johns are back top of the pack. Well, they're joint, joint with, with uh, Kalani now. Um, they're top in goal difference. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I apologize. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, well, look, they're top of the league. Your statement is factually correct. Yeah. Um, <clears> but... Uh, yeah, they had a big, that was a big win for them now, going up 4 till and winning 4-1. Glenview had been in great form. Um, and, yeah, it's certainly, I think, with the way the results went yesterday, Kalani and Cauley both played out a one-all draw. I think it is now between the two of them. I think the other two, Cauley and... Cauley had the win, really, didn't they? Yeah, Cauley, and I think Glenview, that loss is a killer for, killer for Glenview as well. Now, they do have games at hand. Both of them do have a game, games at hand, so um, that would be on St. John's. But uh, like say, Clanny now have five points on Callery and six on Glenview. It'd be hard to turn that round in six or seven games. It, look, I'm not ruling them out. But, yeah. Uh, I just thought with the way the results fell, I think Clanny probably would have been would have settled for that one all draw. They were down to ten men early. Okay. Um, I think Callery had a lot of chances. Um, so I think they would they would probably be the happier the two with the one all. So as it stands, I'll just give a quick run through. St John's are top, played 16, uh, 33 points. Clanny are second, played 15 with 33 points. Callery third, played 15, 28. 
and Glenview Fort played 15-27. Mentioned Kilgrass and it's grown. They've been on a great run. They got turned over 2-0 by Gertrude yesterday. Uh, they're back in fifth, played 14 games with 24 points. Might just be a bit of an ask for them to probably to would. Get into the um, so Clanny looked thirty four points off third, which will get you a playoff spot. Clanny so haven't won in two games now since um, since I had chowder with the Carrick Town manager. Yeah. That was a big reversal. That was in the bus hotel, was it? Yeah, the bus. Yeah. Well, I told, I said it straight out. People, people laughed. They were ready for it, and yeah, they yeah. turned them over. Yeah. Yeah, we got a, we got a bit of flack over it. Yeah, Ross, you had to deal with an, an angry Instagram. It was an irate messenger. Instagram message, yeah, but we had to put, I, yeah, calm the waters there and about not giving them due respect. But um, yeah. So, uh, big shout out to Peter Walsh too, uh, yeah. the, the longest man serving in junior soccer. His son scored two goals for Gertrude yesterday, actually. Yeah, I wonder was he in <laughs> goals? I don't know. <laughs> he might have been, yeah, yeah, that's uh, very good. So, Even, and yeah, good, few, good few names got mentioned that, like uh, the, the horse. Horse Candon, uh, I must give him a shout as well, he won the 50-50 draw in each other. He came on for 100 there a couple of weeks ago. Um, what was Peter Walsh, 86? Was that what they reckoning? That's the year we were born, sure. Just 35 years, 36 years ago this year. Yeah, mad, madness. Crazy, but it's an exciting finish now to the league. When does Connor Cup just before so, nip in again? Uh, the last two left in the Connor Cup are Strand and Balasadar. Yeah, and they play in the last 16 on the 27th of February. Balasadar right. are at home to Merview and Strand play Merview B. B. Yeah. yeah, so that would be the 27th. Actually, no, that's not the week we were scheduled to play Strand, but I just wondering um, when the league will get ran off, really, is what well, my it, thoughts are. We have, if, if I'm, I'm not sure, like, will the local cups be played? Sometimes they're played before the um. They're played before the league finishes out. Yeah. I don't know if that'll happen. The fix, league fixtures are scheduled up to the 27th of February anyway. So that will, like, at that stage, we've only got two league games left after it. So if it went off to normal, it'd be the, what, the 12th of March we'd be finishing up on. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, um, we'll do our rundown of the fixtures and a few uh, predictions. Yeah, right. So we will start with the Super League. Um, so Friday night in the Astro and Ballast Air, Bally Mozart take it home to Arrow Harps. Sorry, I was looking at the message there. Um, who'd you say? Bally Mozart, take it home to Arrow Harps. Um, where's that game played? Ballas and Arrow Harps. All right. 2-1 um, to Bally Mott. I think they showed enough the other night to show that they might yeah. have a bit of fighting now. They need that. Yeah, they, they would, if, that'd be a big win and probably yeah. a chance to stay up. Uh, then on Saturday night, again in the Astro and Ballas and Air, uh, it's Ballas United home to Cartron. Oh, you owe them one from the cup a few weeks back. 1-0 to Cartron. Squeaky bone time. First one of them one is coming in, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then actually, Jesus, good night on Saturday. Strand Celtic are home to MCR. Third against fourth. In the Strand Zero. Um, MCR, I've probably forgotten about people home with Strand. Like if, if MCR win, they're ahead of Strand and they have a game in hand over them as well, do they? No, they're two points behind now, but they have a game in hand on them. Yeah, so if they won, they'd If they won, they'd be ahead with a game in hand still, yeah. Um, behind Strand, they're, 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 they're mobility and fitness, they're... They're going well. Um, two one to Strand. That'd be a good game, actually. It's a pity now we're playing the yeah. night. Um, and then also on Saturday night. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, it's the Premier League. Then on Sunday, uh, Manor Rangers who suffered a big reverse. We must give Tubber a shout out. The one seven. Sorry, I was supposed to say yeah, seventy. This must have scored seven in the second half. Seven nearly, goals in the second half, I think scored. Yeah, outrageous. Oh, just behavior. I've been saying all year. I have said about Tubber. I can't understand how they're they're still sitting in third bottom, but they're they're some lovely footballers playing for them. But the field that. that uh, Manor boys must throw the hat at it like uh, I, I'm not sure yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. it's seven goals in the seven second, goals, half. second half yeah it's, it's strange especially for Manor it's very strange very interesting strange. Now, they're at home to Merville United on Sunday 11 o'clock I'll go 3-0 to Manor 3-0 to Manor and then finally in the Super League we'll have Cliffany at home to Real Tubber one 
Right, moving on to the Premier League uh, on Saturday night. League leader St. John's at home to Gertrude and the Walsh Foundation. Yeah, Walsh <laughs> Foundation. Um, John's surely be buoyed by Sunday, so 2 0. Perfect. Uh, then, so Sunday we have Ennis Crone at home to Drummer Hare. It's a good old trip for Drummer Hare. Ennis Crone, Drummer Hare. Um, yeah, they might do an overnighter. Uh, um, Ennis Crone, yeah, 2 1 Ennis Crone. Yeah. Um, Carrick at home to Valley, which would be a derby of sorts. Derby. Uh, Valley have kind of gone down a bit since the manager made the rally and call. People have to watch out for them. <laughs> that one, but yeah. I think they're going to bounce back. Um, they'll get a two-two draw. Two-two draw up in uh, Carrick. Then Bally Gawley at home to Glenview. That'd be a good game too. Good game, yeah. Um, might be hard for Glenview to rise it up again. So it'll go one nil to Bally Gawley. Bally Gawley, yeah. Then um, Bally <coughs> make the long journey to Grange to, to play Ben Bulbin FC. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, you said I was out in Stranger last week doing a bit of fishing with the. Ben Bulba manager, um, Ray the Rock, he says, uh, going to give it them to hell. So I'm going to go 1 0 to Ben Bulba. 1 0 to Ben Bulba, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then Corey Bowes looking to, well, not bounce back, but looking to maintain a title charge at home to Chapel United. They'll do it. They'll be Chapel 3 1. 3 1. Yeah. Okay, that's about eight, I think. That's very good, yeah. Soccer. Looking forward to the running now. There's, there's a good buzz around town. There's a huge crowd at the Strand Carry match. Yeah. Very, very poor crowd at Cheer again. Very poor crowd at that game, yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was expecting loads out yeah, of it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose it was Saturday night. It was yeah, absolutely awesome. a shitty night, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, we were saying, I, I think because there was a huge crowd at the two Premier League games on Sundays. Was there? I'm calling Clanny, there was a huge crowd over at it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's great to see the other crowds back. Um, I think. As you were saying earlier before the show, that what the game spread out over the weekend it gives people a chance to go to all these games. But yeah, definitely good buzz. Yes. People are asking me all over the place about it now. So yeah, that's good. Um, Ross, you were in the VB weekend and you were in Belfast or Graham Dewhurst two weeks ago. So we'll come back with the rugby next. He's made five, six, seven yards. The great bullock of a man, this fellow. <laughs> right, Roscoe, where do we start? Do we start with the local scene or the international scene? Oh, we'll just go international quickly and then jump into the Yeah, you're in the Viva on Saturday for the first game of the Six Nations? Yeah, it was, uh, it was good to be back. I think everyone was just more happy about being in a full crowd than they were watching the match, but um, kind of a, I would say, a carnival atmosphere. Um, carnival? Yeah, there was big crowds there, a full house. The Guinness was uh, flowing, indeed. Not um, flooring, no? Oh, not no. flooring? No. Oh. It was actually a famous horse, just now that we've caught up with this called <laughs> Flooring Portrait. I won a Chatham last year. So. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you won the Guinness of the match. I won the Guinness of the match, yeah, and it was, it was, it was tasty enough. Now, yeah, the game started well. Uh, look, Ireland got the job done, bonus point, first game of the Six Nations campaign, so you don't want to be the finished article in your first game. You know, so. But you can lose it all in your first game. You can lose yeah. the Triple Crown and the Grand Slam in your first game. Could, but I don't think there's any danger of it for, for the whole game. No, like, the Welsh before, were very poor, it? yeah. Um, the Irish team is showing some good progression. Like uh, Mac Hansen is, it looks like he's going to be a great fella to have around in a in a in a World Cup campaign. Grandparents Irish, yeah, Cork. Um, so look, he's like kind of an extra playmaker, plays fullback, plays centre. You put him anywhere; he's just an absolute footballer, and it's just something that we don't naturally produce in this country. So he's he's a nice link man. He can pop up anywhere and get that pass away, and he's pretty good one on one himself. So he's he's been a nice find. Um, the debut man always gets a man in the match, doesn't he? Was, the debut yeah, man. Yeah, I, he was he was brilliant. Like there was a few other players that were brilliant, but um, he was a, a crowd favourite already. Yeah, you know, yeah. with, the, with the with the long hair and the, and the scrum cap, <laughs> a bit of a hero. Um, a good character. I seen someone today. Can't think where it was saying is Tyke Ferland the best player in the world at the minute. It's just, it's absolutely, um, arguably, is like. Yeah. Um, 
he's just seems to be getting better and better and like it's no it's no um coincidence that Ireland's form has, has started to come back since he's come back from injury like he really is that that important to the team but I think the Irish front row now is actually best really in the world as well I reckon yeah, well, your man Kelleher's coming on uh, like uh, it, uh, really, really well. Um, his throwing's gotten more consistent, and he's just a freak. Like um, Porter's rip as well was fucking great. Yeah, wasn't Port, like Porter's been even better arguably since he's gone back to Loosehead. Um, I reckon he's the best in his position in the world as well. Where the, was I listening to this? <laughs> the best in the world podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, the back. Do you reckon who's saying it? <laughs> but I think the back row is actually looking really good now as well. It's really settled. Uh, like the three of them, you wouldn't say they're superstars by their own right, but the, they're really um, effective as a unit. Um, Van der Fleer's energy and Caelan Doris has just been fantastic since he came back in his ball carrying and then Conan just goes all day so it's look, the pack is looking really well second row is obviously good depth there and it's, uh, it's optimistic I know we've had a lot of false dawns but at least we're trying to play a bit of rugby unlike with Smith we were getting results but it was, wasn't great to watch at times was it no. Um, so I think this Irish team, like they, you know, they won't die wondering. They'll they'll go out and they'll they'll, they'll, they'll concede, but they'll, they'll score. So I it'll enjoyed, be entertaining. I enjoyed Ring Rose's try. Now it was kind of O'Driscoll esque. Yeah. I thought. I, yeah, I I I, do, I would like Henshaw. And I would keep. I would put Henshaw back in and put um and keep Bundy as well. Whew. I just think in the big big matches, their their partnership is sensational. Like remember that game against England when Bundy came back in and it was the two of them and they just mm. absolutely. Demolished um, the English centres, and uh, even in that third test for the Lions when they played together. I just think for, for the big games, the big test games, you put them two fellas in there. You want ringer out, so ringer out, get him out. Good call. Um, the snooty yeah. Frenchman this weekend. Yeah, look, the French weren't fantastic yesterday. Um, they, they, they said were fantastic individually, like they did some, but they did they weren't they didn't look too. Um, you can score against them, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and Ireland will go over there and their attack's going to go all right. Um, I think their forward pack will match them. So that'll be, it's got a real big game feel to it. So. What day is that on, sorry? Saturday. Saturday, what Saturday time? Evening, isn't it? Sure. Saturday, Saturday evening at 4.45. It's 4.45. Right. That's all right. Our game is moved earlier to 1 o'clock against Buccaneers. I actually, we only watched Scotland and England, no? I, I did. watched the first yeah. half. I backed the draw. And England turned down a kickable penalty with a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. Eddie Jones, I knew he wouldn't go for it. Eddie Jones is just pig I know, yeah, yeah. But like a draw up there is surely a good result. I know I'm totally... <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, didn't think, I was on the way to our game, and then I got the I got the text to say that they turned down a kickable penalty. And that what else was the draw? 20s. Right. I it suppose it's rare in rugby, isn't it? Very rare, yeah. 20s. Uh, just in that game, it kind of seemed like... I, like I'd say it's a long time since Scotland and England were they were pretty much even money for the match each. Yeah. I yeah. actually had Hansen first try score. <laughs> so it's really leapt in the year when he made that breakdown the wing in the first couple of seconds. Oh, and actually, something else that grind my gear during the, the week was uh, when the Scottish, the English fans in Murrayfield with an England jersey and a Scotland, I've seen it. a Scotland pa- face paint and singing the Scottish anthem. Yeah. Seen that? Fuck off. <laughs> Like, make your mind up. <laughs> obviously, the Scottish girlfriend or something there. You know. It was a good. It's a good song. I say is the, probably the issue there, but it's yeah. definitely the best anthem, isn't it? Is, is he? Are the words done about defeating the English army? Yeah. yeah, and him there with the big England jersey yeah. and singing it. Yeah, it's, I'm a big fan of the Marseillaise and the French one, or the, and the Italian one as well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good competition. For it's Adam. going to be a good tournament this year, and I think it's 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 just going to segue into a, a, a good World Cup next year. 
I think it's going to it's just going to happen. I think, I think I think the cycles change. Like uh, everyone goes defensive, everyone goes defensive. But I think this World Cup cycle, I think everyone's just having a crack. Everyone's going for it. So Sonny Bill was in the Aviva. Yeah, was he just sitting beside? He, no, was he not doing some training with some Irish boxer and some team? I oh, was he? Online. Yeah, Imagine he's... just sitting down with him there. He was on one of the radio shows last weekend. All oh, right, he's in the circuit zone. So. Like, like, obviously, we're, we're nothing special, the three of us, but uh, <laughs> he's getting slated for his uh, punditry over in, in New Zealand. He's on the okay. Stan TV doing the like halftime punditry, and he's stone useless. <laughs> like, like they're feeding him lines, and he's, he's getting the words uh, mixed up. Like, look, I can't talk at all. Anyway. It's like a video you showed me there for the show, Ronan. <laughs> it's like a video you showed me before the show. <laughs> correct, yeah, correct. <laughs> um, Pretty good. Yeah, I'll show you the, the video of it actually. It's two, yeah. two. Do you want to go to local? So, yeah. yeah. To Durmore Park. In South Belfast, is it? <laughs> South uh, Belfast. I think, I, I, think, I think we were deep in East Belfast, so we were. Oh, is it? Yeah. East? East. Mm. Oh. Yeah. We were, we were in uh, behind enemy lines. <laughs> so, how are all the gang up in East Belfast? Keep them well, yeah? Yeah, they were a lovely bunch. I actually went to the pre-match luncheon um, before the match with uh, soup. <laughs> it was an unbelievable spread, actually. Um, I was sitting beside uh, Craig Gilroy, who was their, their guest speaker. All right, he was, yeah. He was just fresh off his... He scored the winning try for what's, what's, a, what's a luncheon? A luncheon? Well, I think it's just all their alacadoos and blades. No, but, uh, you know, there's a lunch and then yeah. there's a luncheon. What's the difference? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, no. A bit fancier. But anyways, uh, I love... Jeez, Gilroy, he stopped... Play. So he, he played. He was playing the night before. Yeah. the winning try, but he should. He got a. Uh, he got a, a. It looked like a red card. The uh, mitigating factors brought it down to a yellow, and he just got a sin bin and came back on, scored the winning try. But since then, he's been sided and got a three-week ban. All oh, right. But he was full of bubbles that morning. Yeah. He was thinking he'd skip the ban, and uh, he was a. He was a. He was a good speaker now. Actually, he was a, a bit of crack. So what happened on the field? He started oh, yeah, like I, a house on fire. Yeah. So we, look. Going into the match, we were at the end of a block of three very tough games. Um, we we're missing a lot of players going into the game, like a lot of a lot of fellas that would have been in the twenty: Eddie Coy, the Matthew O'Hara, Dara Burno, and Ryan, Brian West, Ryan Feely, Ewan Brown, and Philip Carter. So, like, we don't have an absolutely massive squad, um, and like to, to be missing fellas of eight fellas of that caliber was was tough work. But look, we went into the match, you know, really expecting to to, to get a result. Um, in the first five minutes, we had a bit of a real double blow. Uh, Pedro Bangalo and, and Rob Holian both injured after the first five minutes. Uh, Pedro uh, fell onto a person who had their studs facing upwards, and it sliced into his leg and made a, cut, cut him to the bone on his on, a, on, a, on, his, on his on his thigh. Um, so it, it was a horrendous injury. We couldn't see anything that happened, and then someone passed in a, a napkin into the commentary box saying, uh, "Very bad cut, bone showing." Uh, terrible injury and ambulance on the way so it's just like right what do we say here but anyways um, he's he went into the hospital after the game and they stitched him up they said he's extremely lucky no tendons muscles or ligaments damaged because we'd spoke to the doctor after the game that was there on, on, and they said look lads he goes it's looking pretty bad like he's, he's out for the season and could be even longer um, just it, it looked horrendous I didn't show you the picture of it no I don't want to see it no it's, 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 it's brutal like so Thankfully, he was stitched up that evening, and uh, the doctor said to him, there are four weeks, he'll be back playing, but I, mm. I, I can't see if it'd be four weeks myself if it is happy days. Um, but anyway, uh, Rob Holian went, bust his ribs as well in the first couple of minutes, so the two of them went off, which are our two biggest men in the pack. And, and to be fair, like we, we settled back into the game, and we were 15-3 at halftime, had played well. Um, they got a yellow card, um, and we scored two tries during, during their yellow card period. And we're in the ascendancy. Uh, we had a massive win behind us in the first half. So you kind of knew that they were going to come back at us. Then in the second half, we went up. 
scored another try early doors, really good try. Um, we're 22-3 up. Uh, Matthew Early and the Gavin Guilherme, Cogetto were the try scorers. And then just it, it just it was strange, like it just turned on, on on the flick of a coin. They blocked down one of uh, Josh's kicks um, and got a line out five meters out from it then and, and scored a try, and that just gave them real gusto. And then we, um, you know, they they, they, got, they turned us over, went down and scored again, and like the momentum had, had turned then completely. We'd, we had to bring our bench on very early, so we had no reserves or kind of you know no, no energy coming off the bench late 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 in the game and. Our set piece got, it was in a bit of trouble with the line out in the scrum and, and they really started to, like they were winning all of our scrums. You stop winning your scrums, you're, going, you're not going to win a game. And then we, we got a yellow card then as well just for pressure and then we're, we finished the game with more or less 14 men and, and it was a, look, they scored 30 points in the last 25, 30 minutes. It was a massive swing. Uh, disappointing now. Um, the two injuries were, were tough and you know it was, the lads were knackered after a couple of tough games. What was the final score, Roscoe? 33-22. 32-22. Uh, I turned on actually. I think it was twenty-two-three when I turned no on. No BP, so yeah. And yourself and Mr. Jewhurst were on about. You were in like, commentary for Ocean FM, yeah, with yeah. Grim Jewhurst. Yeah. yeah, yourself and uh, what, what's the nickname for him? Jewy, is it? Jewy, yeah, that's what they call him. Jewy, yeah. Jewy yeah. so, um, had played for Belfast Harlequins previously, and it was held in high regard up in the in the. Oh. But at that stage, when I turned it on, it was talk about will Saigo get the bonus points? Yeah, you know? I looked at that. Was it like we were in control? We defended well all game. We were attacking really well. Like you, you, I could. Like you always knew with a win that they'd score a try, but it was just such a sudden and sharp decline. Um, it just, it just, it was, it was, it was shocking, really. Um, but look, with two weeks off, a few fellas back from injury now. We have a game this weekend against Buccaneers in the Connacht Senior Cup. It's a semi-final, um, so we'll we'll be going to Buccaneers to, to play that. Um, and the, the reward for winning that is a final against Ballina, who won the, who pipped us to the league. At the start of the season, yes, in the showgrounds on St Patrick's Day. Wow, yeah, so that'd be that'd, that'd be a, that'd be a nice occasion. Showgrounds, <laughs> sports grounds. What's <laughs> 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 giving me giving out about other pundits? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say it. Yeah. Just, that'd be an interesting day for Paddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that didn't said, even though, click on me at all, didn't it? Obviously, remember the Rovers yeah, uh, yeah. drafted. There is, there is talk of. How's that going? Have there so many Kyries to raise money for that yet? <laughs> <laughs> We need a, a cavalry tracker. Remember that book? I actually forgot about that fella. I, every time, for about three days after that, I couldn't stop laughing every time I thought about it. You know, like, I can't get it. Also <laughs> suggesting to sell cavalry to raise money. So 20 million euro, like. It's fucking turkey and ham are you going to sell? 24-7 cavalry. Exactly serious responded to the tweet saying, you should look at selling cavalry. Now, we talk a lot about cavalry, but like, Oh, the fun! Like an all-seater stadium, mate. <laughs> hungry fans would go in there and put a dent into it. Anyway. Uh, Are you seriously? Backed it up a few times, though. You're in Dubai Park on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, in Dubai Park. So look, uh, before that loss to Belfast Hurricanes, put us they, they over leapfrogged us from um, mm. from fifth and from sixth into fifth. So it's a, we're playing. It's it's really tight. There's still only a couple of points between second and sixth place. So. The weekend after, um, I don't know when we're doing our next pod, we're, we're playing Blackrock here in Sligo in the league. Blackrock are in third place, so it's 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 must win for us, really. That, actually, the last try they scored, Yeah, that must have been very late, was it? It was the last play of the last game. Play, yeah, that yeah. cost you, obviously, one bonus point. That cost us a bonus point, yeah. That could be big. Like, I still thought we could have, we could have got a try, another try before they got that to win the game. Like It was that kind of game where you felt it, but just, yeah, they, they just got that try, the last play of the game. Um, they were like, credit to them. They, they kept in it, you know, even when they were down to the 22-3. But look, as I said, we have Buccaneers coming up this weekend, and then we have Blackrock the following week. 
Um, what else do we have? Just two other bits. The juniors have a big game this Sunday, uh, playing against Tume in a relegation playoff match for the J1A League. So we finished seventh in the league. Uh, Tume finished sixth. So we're playing Tume this weekend in Tume. If we win that match, we stay in the league. If we lose to them, we travelled uh, Monavay travelled to Sligo the following week. Uh, they finished bottom of the table at eighth. So we'll have one more shot to, to stay up, stay in the league. Um, our goals finished after a season at the weekend with a game against Portumna. Portumna. All right. Portumna. I thought there was trouble with the goals. I thought the wings clipped, no? No, they were. They were. They thought that they were going to finish up, but they said they they, they rallied up. They got a team for Portumna. They, they got a team uh, available for Portumna there on Sunday now, but Portumna unfortunately had uh, a bit of vengeance on their mind for all the the, the shy talking over the years. Good gang of lads in Portumna. <laughs> they put a, they put a bit of a score on us, but uh, it was nice to see the goal. What was the score? Take flight. I didn't get the final score. That bad. I did. I think they put a good score on them. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, we have some schools rugby, and it is confirmed Summerhill will be playing the grammar in the Junior Cup semi-final in Sligo Rugby Club. Oh, baby. When's when? that? <laughs> when? <laughs> when? When, when, when. Um, th- they're just having a bit of a break at the moment. I will it be an after-school March. game? I think if it's the first week of March, right. I will we'll get the details up on the old... Uh, Twitter, but it'll be in Sligo Rugby Club, so there won't be any of that messing from the, the, the previous games when you're not allowed into the school. So Interesting. Hopefully it's a four o'clock-ish kick-off. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know justify work. it in your work, yeah. <laughs> find my own uniform. I on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night, seven o'clock. Junior Cup, Five thousand people. Out. Um, <laughs> That's us. Hopefully we stuff the grammar. Um, and that um, yes. very good here's hoping for a couple of wins this weekend yes okay we'll come back with a roundup of uh, a few of the other sports right just a quick wrap up of what went on um, what hasn't gone on around uh, the area uh, Marty we we'll to start you with uh, a bit of horse racing I know you were in Leftstown yesterday but uh, a bit of local yeah, interest pretty, over the weekend yeah that's pretty uh, my fault that, considering we interviewed Derek Keenan last, last week we like we have two jockeys that are quite prominent over in the UK at the minute Um Derek Keenan, since the last podcast, has had two winners. Uh, two winners in the last couple of weeks. He had a winner at Linkfield on Friday. Um, and then <clears throat> Derek Fox has had four winners in the last two weeks, but probably uh, in a you know in a, in a more relative terms for people who don't without interest in horse racing, he actually won a big race at Weatherby on Saturday with a, a novice chaser called Ahoy Senor. Um, he'd be well-touted now for the Chatham Festival, the three-mile novice race in... On Cheltenham on the Thursday, which would be a Grade One, it's a very big race. Like goes on to like, it'd be a horse this this time next year. You could be looking at could be looking at the Cheltenham Gold Cup or the Grand National. So, um, it's exciting times. It's good for a jockey like Derek to get one horse like that. Um, so he won well. I hope Senor won well at Weatherby in the Towton Novices Chase. So all systems go for Cheltenham for Derek. Yeah, and Derek Keenan a few winners since we were on last. Yeah, he had a couple. Yeah, he had two winners in, in the last couple of weeks. He'd won at Linkfield on Friday. Very good. Um, Aoife Gilgallen. Was uh, running the roads. I don't know. Was on the roads, but she won the the trend, the trend ten mile. Uh, she's flying in the time fifty five minutes. So she was a fun, but she's winning a lot recently, isn't she? Yeah, she won the the trim ten mile there. Uh, fifty five minutes. Good time. Good time. Great time. <laughs> Basketball. The All Stars were in Belfast during the weekend. They're playing a uh, UJ. Big win. One hundred and one eighty seven. Good score. Uh, yeah, Zach Powell hit 39, and Keith Jordan is, you know, you rate Jordan very highly, he hit 32. Good stuff. Um, they're two high scores in the two last, 71 points between them. Um, Consistent high performers then, Bucks. They are, yeah, big win, and that brings, uh, that'll bring them to the Mercy Gym on Saturday evening, uh, where they play the Drahada Wolves. Oh! 
So Altair's in good form. Um, I'm sure that'll be a sellout again because it's been selling out every week, hasn't it? It's just that bounce that everyone's getting now. Everyone's just mad for live sport, aren't they? Yeah, so the Ulster's on form. Big win in Jordanstown. And so the Mercy, Saturday night, get there uh, for the Drogheda Wolves. Um, is there anything else? Our cricketers, of course, are yet. They were in balance low at the weekend where they had a three-wicket victory against the balance low Badgers. I think that was the fourth test of a five-game series. Okay. Um, two all at the minute, I think it's going to the side or it's right somewhere. I wasn't aware of that. Sorry, yeah. Oh, that's very good here. I wonder where the deciding test is going to be played. Is it going to be up in Balance Low or... The MCG, maybe? MCG, well. <laughs> so the Balance Badgers. Or the Balance Low Badgers, sorry. And our cricketers are really facing off this week. That's enough of that. Um, we'll come back with our GEA, our last bit. Chance here for Jesse Slime. Can he score? Yes! Sligo! Okay, things have been good uh, in the last two weeks for Sligo Seniors. Um, off to a flying start in Division 4 of the Alliance League. They bet Wexford 12-10 in the first round last weekend. And then yesterday, 28 points to 5 against Carlow. Um, so very good start. They're top of the league. And top of all of Ireland. Yeah, we're on a table yeah. on Twitter there. It's Sam McGuire now for two weeks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I said two weeks ago I was confident that they would put in a promotion push. And it started off very well and it's definitely on the cards now. They've definitely justified your optimism anyway, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, well, I was a bit more sceptical. I thought, uh, th- I think that, that one game against Wexford did go one way or the other, you know. It's a real kind of, well, obviously, they probably would have picked Carlo anyway, but you know, it's, mm. it's, it's a great start for him to go to um, someone like Wexford. Yeah, to find I, out a win. why I was confident was, I think, their forwards and attacking-wise, they've good as anyone in the, in the, in the division, definitely. Yeah. And to back that up, yeah, uh, the, as you said, the Wexford game, I think there was a win, there was a big win in Wexford, 12-10, and then Oz didn't get to that. We were in the park for... Donegal and Mayo. couldn't get to Wexford. And uh, then yesterday in Carlo, I know Carlo were down a few players, but Sligo were excellent um, all over. And 28 points. Is, I don't care who you're playing to kick 28 Yeah, it's a ridge scoring. I think there was only one wide. Um, massive scoring. Nine Murphy's in big form. Then the boys, Pat Hughes, I think, is back playing well. Luke Tai was good at centre-forward yesterday. Like uh, Spillane obviously is added to it. I could name all players here. So big one. Carabine is a huge boost as well. Um, so excellent start for Sligo. And I think the most pleasing point they might have as well is there's been no goals conceded in the two games. Only like that, it's a and only five points yesterday. Like um, that's yeah. fantastic. 50, like, 50 points in two games. games. You take that. I know it's winter football. So Sligo had a great start. Um, yeah, I fucking not in. I fucking predicted all this, but I just think there is a good thing. There is a good bounce. I feel tip aren't up, to, weren't up to much, and it's been shown in the two games. Uh, Later about them yesterday. Promotion on the cards. Cavan is next in two weeks' time. That's on a Sunday in March, which I think they'll give Cavan a good rattle. Later did a few weeks ago. That's not putting Later down now, but they'll definitely give Cavan a good rattle. And even if they don't be Cavan. The way the fixtures lie, they'll give uh, London at home. I think we'll beat Leitrim as well. That'll be eight points. You could only need two more points. Waterford come as well. Is Leitrim in Carrick? I'm not actually sure where Leitrim is. Uh, Waterford's definitely away. So Leitrim could be at home. Um, London's home. Who am I missing now? Tip then. Tip. Tip yeah. is away. So Leitrim must be at home. So four games. Yeah. Like you say, Leitrim, Waterford, London, even if you take out the uh, Cavan game, that's 10 points. And gets on a tip and you're promoted, I think. Um, I'm not getting ahead of myself, I don't think. But I think it's right there for them. Like, to get, they've gone through the Wexford away, which is one of the toughest ones. They've come home. That's not a free shot, but it'll, show, it'll see where they are. And uh, exciting times and a good start. And for the first time in a good few years, there's 
a bit of excitement, I think, uh, with that 28 points. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I definitely would have went up to the game yesterday if I was here, you know, where I probably wouldn't have two years ago. I'd say. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, I believe it in Midwest when the scores were coming in. What were Midwest saying? They just couldn't believe it. So Condescending me, old man. What they did say. They, they were minus three on the spread on Friday evening, but that it went out. Yeah, Carlo, the word had got out to Carlo, were down a few, a few players, points, but yeah. still, as you said, the 28 points. So it's calving in two weeks. Um, have, we weren't fantastic against Leitrim, so nothing to fear there, I don't think. Um, but yeah, good start, very good start. The Hurlers kicked off their Alliance 2B campaign up in Derry. I think it was an old shitty old day, I suppose you like, and the pitch was heavy now. It was pure winter hurling. They lost 214 to 114. Um, but it's. Um, it's a new place for them up in 2B of the Alliance League, having me not high before. And Gerardo Kelly Lynch kicked off where he f- finished last year. Is that the right saying? He scored 112 out of 114. Impressive. Good thing or a worrying thing, I don't know. But obviously a good thing if anyone's going 112. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's come well. Dave Donegal in the park on s- tomorrow. S- tomorrow. Tomorrow's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> the Monday gloom. <laughs> they play Donegal in Markfish on Sunday at 2 o'clock. And they'll be looking for a win there. Derry wouldn't be a bad team. The Slock Neil boys are back as well, I think. So we lose by a goal. So that's the hurlers. Um, on the club scene, Fergal O'Donnell, Tour of Stranum, got a new manager. That Big Fergal O'Donnell, um, ex Roscommon manager, and Roscommon midfielder. He's going to take Tour of Stranum this year. So he'll Did be he going. Yeah, yeah, and he, he managed their minor studio All Ireland in 2006. So he'll go in to be the man to go for the, the seven in a row. Is it seven in a row? Seven. Seven, yeah. So going for seven in a row. So big Fergal from Boyle. We, we wish him the best of luck here. Uh, <laughs> well, from all of us at the from all of us there and it's drive for seven any sign of any games or no? any fixture no nothing and I think everyone's asking yeah, <laughs> why yeah. is there something like um, is there a reason why you don't have one out no? I don't know I, I don't know um, the talk is supposedly that's mid-March the warm play but that's about four weeks away so uh, teams want to know I know there's a few teams uh, a lot of teams are back I training mad for the to back a bit earlier yeah I think I, so look, I think if it's just back by the week of the 6th of March that'll be fine by me <laughs> <laughs> maybe on a Saturday night we'll uh. <laughs> see what you do that yeah but the, uh, the club I think well the talk is we, there'll be some sort of matches in March I think now that's just people talking so I've no yeah yeah that'll be warm up cups and stuff on it yeah, the old Benson and Coppers, the pick and choose still around as well. The Kieran Cup, it's called now. It'd just be now nice to know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it would be nice to know, yeah, to get, to get you can plan a bit as well uh, from a team point of view. Um, no, but the, the start for Sligo was brilliant. Pat Spillane was down actually watching his son. Seeing the picture, um, right? Yeah. yeah, he was up in the Sligo Park after recovery, which you get five stars, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, to Pat Spillane's seal of approval, five out of five. Um, Spillane's been a good addition, got two points yesterday. Uh, there was nice. I know Nile Murphy got nine points, but there was nineteen other points. Then there was nice spread as well. So, I think Sligo will be happy with the start and roll on Cavan in two weeks. That's about it for GEA lads. Um, Summerhill, sorry, lost uh, semi the quarter final since we were last here. St Coleman's um, went on to win their semi final. Went on to win it. Yeah, uh, it's a Summerhill disappointed now. It's, look, I think they're they're the bed, we're a better team than Coleman's, but just maybe some. Bit of wrong decision making and two goals against the wind the first half they conceded when we shouldn't have been conceding really against the wind if you know what I mean. like the goals that they conceded you'd hope to keep a team to five or six points and so that was disappointing and then they came back and looked like they're back in it and then they just didn't get over the line but Coleman's obviously aren't bad when they they won the semi-final so 
disappointing for Summerhill and attractors were bad as well that same day by Claire Galway. Claire Galway was supposed to be very highly rated, but they were knocked out by St. Charlotte's then, so it wasn't a good day up in Beacon that day. It was cold now as well. We have to give the shout out to young Connor Marin. Have we been on this show since? No, we haven't. No, no, we tweeted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He done our, uh, we did, yeah, sorry. He done our updates from Attractors. It was a good good reception to that. The two games going side by side. So thank you to our transition year. Protégé. Pretty shout out to his project as well. Yeah, he done a project, yeah. Hope you got an A for that. But uh, yeah, that's about it, lads. And that's about it for this week. Uh, probably ran a little bit longer than planned. An hour and a half, including our good friend, the Axe Lady. What's very good. Uh, sure, give us a, a review on any of whatever you listen to. It helps out, and we'll be back. We could be back next week. Marty was in talks there, was he? Yeah, just we'll, we'll see. Oh we'll, no, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. decide ourselves. Yeah. Okay, it's either definitely back in two weeks. We'll be back within two weeks. <laughs> good luck. By the riverside, the Well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Oh, he definitely is a Cotton. Back in the bookie shop, I done.